Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's good, what's good, what's good, sports world? Welcome to Believe in Bills. I'm your host, Mookie Hawkins. Joining me in the studios today, I got my guy, the general, Justice Bradford. And come on now, you know what I mean? Nine-time pro bowler, Ruben Brown, you know what I mean, that's in the building. You know what I mean? You are watching this thing right here on the you know, Believe in Sports Network, brought to you by SiriusXM, presented by Bet Online. And we'll get into that, too, because there's a whole bunch of tickets that bit the dust yesterday. I ain't naming no names, but <clears throat> those uh, Indianapolis coats owe a lot of people some money. But nevertheless, um, Monday night doubleheader, the Bills opened up for the first time in history, uh, you know, playing home opener on a Monday night. It was crazy. It took me almost an hour and a half to get to the stadium. Um, it was just wild, but it was an awesome time. And the Buffalo Bills did not disappoint um destroying the Tennessee Titans as only I knew they probably would and, and all of us in this room knew that they would uh 41 to 7 and you know Stefan Diggs said it was a lot of meat left on the bone and I agree with him on that but you know guys what was your thoughts on you know how the whole uh event took place because you know both of you guys were there um you know so you know Ruben we'll definitely start with you because you had a you know a fun field day yeah, you know, I had a pretty much front row seat to all the festivities and activities leading up to the game. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the alumni were in town, you know, like the Hall of Famers, Marv Levy, Jim Kelly, Andre V, Thurman Thomas, you know, Bruce Smith, who was uh, spearheading a lot of stuff in the Buffalo community. Um, and uh, that that was inspirational when they brought out the family members from the uh, victims of the top shooting there in Buffalo and uh, Bruce uh, pledging along with uh, all the other Buffalo Bills family that they're going to get behind the cause and support the, the movement to improve the situation in that area. And uh, you, you can see Bruce got touched up about it while he was speaking. Uh, but he ended by, you know, saying what everybody really was there for that day is let's go Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the bills came out and they did their thing. They capitalized on the day, the emotion, everything, Monday night football, which is uh, traditionally uh, a huge showcase for all the talent. You know, uh, the Buffalo Bills haven't always been able to be on Monday night in years past for whatever reason, but now they have a, uh, a premier product and the NFL wants to put it on its best, best showcase platform, uh, which is Monday night, as much as it can. And 
you know, the Buffalo Bills fan base came out and showed out. I mean, Bills Mafia was was mad deep. The whole world got to see it, you know, from from the beginning. And uh, it, it was just a ton of excitement. You know, uh, a cool thing, I got to um, chat with the uh, the guys that sung the national anthem, the, the police officer, the two oh, singers. Yeah. Mo, you know, Mo. well, Mook, you you know me. I always come to you and be like, oh, Mook, I forgot I already know them. And, and Mook will be like, yeah, man, you know, met them a million times already. You know, <laughs> I, I, we've been, I've been living in the community and around so much. I just see people on a regular basis so much when they, when they step out in their showcase, I just forget, you know, mm. that, oh, I see them all the time at the grocery store or some stuff like that, you know. <laughs> but um, it was great to see them and the excitement that everybody in Buffalo has for the Bills. So, yeah, uh, not your typical Monday night, right? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was real special. Uh, I'm still tired from it because I didn't get back here to New York until, like, the last – I mean, I, I got back, back here around um, 9 a.m. this morning. I took like a 5 a.m. flight out of Buffalo uh, because <laughs> I wanted to get here get, and, and get some rest and kind of look at some of the film about the game and uh, uh, be really, really critical of them because when you win and the win in the fashion that they won, you think all is good and there's nothing wrong. They just keep doing more of the same. But uh, there's some areas they can clean up. And if we look at the stat book on the day, uh, the real tale of the tape that dictated the Buffalo Bills win was the turnovers. You know, the special teams turnovers and the uh, interceptions. And, and those really won the game because if you – go and look at the stats uh it wasn't a statistical shutout by the buffalo bills it, it was very competitive by the buffalo bills and, and one stat that stands out in, in particular for me while i look at it is the time of possession you know even you know the uh the titans i think had the ball like 28 minutes where the bills had about 31 minutes mm -hmm. you know and usually that's indicative of a tight game. Uh, but where that tide turns is in those turnovers and not only in those turnovers. And this is what's deadly about the Buffalo Bills team. And this is what everyone is excited about. In those turnovers, they made points out of all of that. One way or another, whether it was, I think, I think one of the turnovers was a field goal. Uh, the rest were either a touchdown and obviously the one, the defensive one, one of the defensive ones was to the house, but one of the defensive ones were, was turned into a field goal. So always there were some points generated. So that puts more distance between you and your opponent. And also we knew, I mean, uh, running the ball, uh, uh, big fella over there had 80 yards. Now, we don't have we don't have uh, to turnovers. Uh oh, it might be different. Y'all see where I'm going with this. So, uh, as excited we are in one area, in another area, we've got to look closely and say, "Yo, 
he big fella had some yards over there let's let's make sure that you know that's not the case anymore and obviously getting turnovers help with that and uh, i would say that's the focus of my recap of the bills game is really time of possession uh, let's not get too excited and look at some of those things we need to shore up just in case we play a game when we don't get turnovers you see what i'm saying you don't get them turnovers and now you're in a battle with uh derrick henry and we got it we needed to turn up now we got josh on the other side and he dropping dimes he's hitting every different receiver fullback uh water boy <laughs> the doctor right <laughs> and the, the trainers catching passes over over there he dropping bombs so you know that's a good deal and and also josh it wasn't all on josh to run the ball on sunday found a lot of different ways with the screen and the in the running backs. It seemed like, you know, they just, you know, took care of business and say, okay, um, want to join me in this race? See if you can, yeah. you know, keep up. And they couldn't keep up. Um, the big fella was personal. He only had 25 yeah. yards rushing on the ground. Um, yeah. And by that time, yeah, they caused yeah, four get. turnovers in the, in the, with a, with a, with a, with an offense like this, the Bills, they're going to score points off of that. They scored them quickly. I mean, they put up 41 points in three quarters. I mean, yeah. you know, they could have well, really see, put up 60. That's what's deadly about the Bills. And just as you agree, like the Bills are capitalizing on their opportunities. They're not wasting their opportunities. I mean, the Bills had sacks. They gave up a sack in, in the game. There were some plays that didn't go as they were playing. But overall... Each time they get, went out on the field, they were effective at executing enough plays that, you know, it was a tidal wave. Uh, for for me, uh, this this was my first weekend uh, out in Orchard Park at the stadium. Uh, so I got to experience all the festivities and everything that went into Monday night. So it was a really cool weekend for me. And uh, we were at Resurgence and my guy, Joe Miller, was hosting a podcast and, and I, I got to ask a question. I asked him, I said, how, how do the Titans score points in this game? Because I just, I look at what we did to the defending champions and the Rams. And, um, you know, I look at the Titans that Robert was coming off of ACL injury. Traylon Burks mm -hmm. ha hasn't had glowing remarks coming out of training camp. Ryan Tannehill is fighting off of uh, a, not even a first round draft pick, but a talented backup in Malik Willis. It looks like, the, the, the corners are out. It, it looks like this team is not ready. Right. Just to be, be short about it, right? And I, I just couldn't figure out, like, how are they supposed to score points? Now, of course, their first drive, they they strolled right down the field and scored those yeah. points, and I got a little nervous. Uh, but for me, when I watched the game, it looked like total and complete domination by the Bills mm -hmm. because if, if I – you know, you, you come in out of the first quarter – 10-7, uh, seven, seven, I think it was, and then in the second quarter, it ended up being 10-7 for most of it, and 17-7 seven going into the half. That's a closest game. Um, 
And when you look at, you know, the scoreboard and they're telling you team stats and the Bills have 300 total mm-hmm. yards, the, the Titans have like 97 total yards, something like that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this game seems a lot more lopsided than, than what the score is looking like. Yeah. And then, you know, really in the third quarter, they just unleashed all hell on this team. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Josh went crazy, uh, Diggs went crazy. And, and that's the thing that's encouraging to me is because, they said they left meat on the bone, and I think they really did. Like they they did capitalize on a lot of the opportunities that were available yeah. to them, especially off the turnovers, like you said. Um, but there was there were still some plays to be had. The fourth and one that wasn't converted, you know, right. there was other plays where uh they end up having the, the, the one time where they ended up punting it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. they, they went for a couple field goals. Like there was still some plays to be had. Josh missed a couple throws, but I mean, you can't yeah. complain when he goes out there and throws. Yeah. For, 317 yards, you know, it has a 128.9 rating, you know, so you can't complain too much. Uh, and, and so it, the third quarter was like really absolutely wild because it was like back to back to back touchdowns. Right. Um, it really shows how good this bills, this team could be because it's more than just the offense It's more than just Josh Allen going out there and being a superstar. This defense is dominant. You know, mm-hmm. holding maybe probably. I mean, he was consensus best running back in the league the last half decade in Derrick Henry. Holding yeah. 25 yards on 13 carries, that's that's nuts. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh they just went out there and they played smash mouth football and they shut the other team down for the second week straight. And these are no slouches. We're not playing the Jets and the and you know, I think the Bengals are trash, but uh, we're mm-hmm. not playing two bad teams coming off the start of the year. We're playing the defending Super Bowl champions and the defending a you know number one team mm-hmm. in the AFC. So you know you can say what you want about how these teams aren't ready to go and it's early in the season. Well, I mean they had the same allotted time as the Bills to to get prepared for these games, and the Bills are looking good. So you know you shouldn't have any excuses. So I, I don't I don't buy that whole thing about. You know, uh, it's early in the season and they weren't, you know, ready or whatever the case may be. You, you had training camp and preseason to get ready. That's what it's there for. So I say this, Justice, you know, to piggyback off what you say, the, the people that talk about, oh, the team wasn't ready. This one, this one, uh, there's a problem with this. Uh, the players know this is the NFL and it's hard to get a, a win against anybody. So if if you don't show up with your best player, too bad. You know what I mean? If you don't have your best guns, too bad. The season goes on. And this year is is 2022, goes into 2023, and and that's what you got to show up for. And if you don't have it, then, you know, we can't feel bad for you if you don't have, <laughs> we have yourself. A couple of we, our dogs exactly. <laughs> Players got hurt. People are not in there. And, you know, still trying to figure out some of the the development of the team. You know, our team still, as good as it looks, and the, there's still more to be done more exactly. for these guys. Exactly. So. As good as the Bills have looked so far, they still mm-hmm. have not even played a great game. That's mm-hmm. the scary part. Like, mm-hmm. the defense has been phenomenal. I don't want to take anything yeah. away from what they're doing. The 10 points to the Rams, 7 points to the Titans. Yeah, 17 yeah. total points in two weeks to two playoff teams last year is, is absolutely phenomenal. I don't want to take away from the defense is doing, but the offense hasn't played a great game yet. And that's the scary part if I'm anybody except the Bills fan. 
I I just know that the Bills, what they've shown right now is something, it's definitely scary for everyone because here's a team that, you know, given the opportunity in scoring range, they're scoring. You know, they you give them to the give them the ball near the fifty, they score. You know the what was the first play, first drive, the seventy five yard play, a seventy five yard uh, drive in the opening to Kumaro. Yeah, seventy five yards to start the game with. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then the rest of the times we got fifty yards to go, forty yards to go, twenty yards or thirty yards. Come on, that's a noble you you. It's shooting fish in a barrel, and on top of that, we have maybe the more most underrated kicker in the league. The The muff guy, the the muff guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got to give. Listen, always when we talk, let's let's always try to remember to give a special teams guy some love, you know, because it's really a, a a tough profession. We don't think about it until they actually have to, you know, either kick that field goal. Or yeah. get that punt out deep, <laughs> or, yeah. or something like that. So, mm-hmm. and uh, it, uh, would you say also we gotta give them credit for those guys that went down on the coverage and for sure, the, for sure. You know, Tyler like Cavages, your Taiwan Joneses, yeah, your Andre Smiths, yeah, absolutely. Man, yeah, that's we'll, a huge we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that when it's time to handle our great portion. Uh, yeah. But when you do look at uh, you know an overall stat, subtle dominance by the Bills. Uh, 414 total yards to 187 for Tennessee. Uh, 313 of that was in the air compared to only 107 for the Titans. Uh, I want to really get into the rushing yards, but I mean, in grand total, they did have 80 yards. Bills had over, you know, 101 uh, due to the um, James Cook getting some quality minutes and uh, some quality touches that uh, led the team. Uh, with 53 yards. Uh, Bills was efficient on fourth down and third down, uh, five for 13, uh, amassed 23 first downs in the game, um, only was sacked once, got two sacks. Um, so, I mean, they're getting better. I'm going to go back to what I said on the top. Now, look at them stats again. And this is something, this is a nuance that really good coaches use to inspire a coach and get the best out of their teams. They will show that how close those stats are opposed to how big the victory you had. So you don't, as a team, get too high on yourself like, oh, man, we blew them, which they did. They blew them up, you know, because when the opportunities came, they capitalized. But like I said, you take those those early turnovers away and you got to be in a dogfight game to win you have to use those stats to get into your players head heads to let them know how important each and every down it all those little short answers don't let's try not to drop any passes because you know we might not have our linebacker pick pick their quarterback off we might need that pass that you drop you know, or that or that play where you missed the block and it, and it caused us a tackle in the backfield or we didn't get the fourth down. See, these are the things that McDermott and the coaching staff has to step up and kind of throw a little blanket on the fire a bit, you know, so they don't get too hot, you know, but keep the coals 
keep the coals hot, you know, so you can you can still grill, but you don't want them too hot to burn stuff. And, oh, yeah, they don't they they not looking you know past I mean? anybody, especially what they experienced as a team last year, the loss of Pittsburgh, the loss of yeah. Tennessee late in the game. And uh obviously Indeed. the Jacksonville loss. So, you know, I talked to Josh worst loss last year. Yeah. That was I talked to Josh about that at training camp and he said he got they we just gotta make sure that every team get our best game. So no I heard there. I heard Stefan Diggs speak about this on what was he on um with Stephen A. Smith oh, and they were asking uh, today on first take. Yeah. yeah, and he was saying how you know that is such a uh those losses are in some ways like building blocks. And I tell you guys, I can attest to that. It happened to us with the Bills. Uh, I played out with the Bears, and it happened to us. It got us to the Super Bowl. I mean, we we had some losses where we were like, wait a minute, man. We're better than that. We took it personal and, and dug in and, and really used that as a, a springboard, something that propelled us to – you know, higher ground. So uh, the whole Bills group leadership is saying that. They're saying it in public. So these dudes are straight up hungry, man. And it's what you like to hear from a really dominant team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they know the confidence is there, but I think that the overall experience of what they endured as a team the past yeah. few years, you know, is comprised to, you know, they always say, you know, make sure we don't get too high, don't get too low. Yeah, I was even with yeah. Dion last night and I told him, I was like, yo, Dion, y'all are the shiz nitty. And he was, <laughs> yeah, like, nope. he was like, nope, he's like, nope, he's like, nope, no, we not. No, we not. You know, we gonna take this thing, you know, one week at a time, one practice at a time. And, you know, we're going to I like that mindset. That one thing I do appreciate is because week to week, of course, that's that's the correct mindset to have. But in the midst of games, I remember last year, their mantra was a little bit of we want to be the best team on the football field that day. Right. And and a lot of times you will see them playing down to their competition sometimes. Yeah. But this this year, Von Miller was speaking to it. He, he said he doesn't know what, what it was like in the locker room before he got there. But this year, they want it all. They want to dominate people. You know, they don't want to leave no meat on the bone like Stefan Diggs said. Um, and and I, I I appreciate that more as a fan. You get to watch blowouts happen. But it, it, last year, you know, you look at the, the Jaguars game and, and the Colts game and things like that, you could tell that they just didn't have that fiery, that, that emotion the same way that they have this season. And I think bringing back your Jordan Phillips, he's out there literally every play on defense hyping the crowd up. Like, yeah. you know, you bring him back your Shaq Lawson's, you bring him back these these big energy guys, and then to boot you add maybe a top five pass rusher of all time, I, I, I'm really, really impressed with what I'm seeing from this defense and the energy that they're bringing. Yeah, that, that defense, and let's put it like this. Uh, as good as all the other part, the parts of that defense are, um, we're seeing success that the improvement of that defense is because of the four guys up front. And when your four man front can do and disrupt what they're doing, it, it makes it very difficult on a team because now they're not having to always commit. DBs or linebackers into creating pressure or disruptment 
a disruption up there on the line. They actually can just call plays with their four. Mm-hmm. And that is a huge advantage with guys who don't know. It's just substitution-wise and matchup-wise and stuff like that. To have four big guys that can move around and cause a disruption and, and you can leave your – your smaller guy, deep linebackers and stuff to cover the skills players and things like that, and they're not going after. That's where where we're looking at, guys. Let's look at the past. In the past, we did not have that. We were trying to orchestrate some type of pressure, you know, I mean, with schemes and different things and not really saying, okay, Vaughn and the crew, y'all go up there and do what y'all got to do. And the linebackers and the DBs will shut the rest of this down back here. And just to trick them here and there and give the DBs and the linebackers some fun, we'll let, let them shoot up the field and go cause some disruptions here and there. But mainly, we're going to do that up front. And all championship teams, all winning teams, it has to start up front. It has to start on the line, you know. And our D-line is doing that. And I know the play of the D-line is improving the play of our offensive line. You know, uh, this uh, Monday night, offensive line looked good. I'm very critical of our offensive line. So we, we're, we're looking good. But I think our D-line looked better. Uh, if I have to compare, you know, the standout areas, and maybe I'm starting to get into an area Mookie, you might. No, I mean, you, you, you're you right. You're right, because yeah. that's all it was in training yeah. camp. That's what led to 10 straight fights, 10 straight days in training yeah. camp. The defense it looked was bad at the time, but it looked good now. I had to ask Josh Allen, how yeah. much has this defensive line made you a better quarterback? And he said, hey, man, it sucks going against them in practice, but it's going to be <laughs> lovely in games. And yeah. that was fair. Listen, when Josh talked, He's normally dead on when he's be saying stuff, you know. I mean, from the beginning to now, he's always whatever he's pretty much said to me, pretty much has happened. So, this is what he's seeing and going against every day in practice. Ain't no other team is going to give him that look. And I coach teams like that, not on those levels, but I have coached teams, yeah, like how to you know what it's like, you know, I mean, where your best defense is really on your team, you know, I mean, so your practice is top notch. You know, your playoff atmosphere practice every day. So that yeah, works both ways, though. Iron, that's what you're going to exactly. get when you play against yeah. another opponent. Iron Sharp is iron. You, you, you are going up against one of the better defensive line in practice every day, you know, yeah. and they're going up against one of the better quarterbacks in the league every day. They're not going to see, if any, too many quarterbacks better than Josh Allen at all this season. And he's not going to see too many D lines better than them. So hey, iron Sharp is iron is a perfect way to put it. Yeah, it's truly helping that offensive line come along and develop because they have uh, some formidable foes over there to practice against, to get them ready for the competition they're going to see. Because I thought Tennessee had a, a, a solid defensive line. You know, I thought they had something. They they gave the Bills some trouble, and I could see if the Bills were in a long down or – having to throw deep passes. I could see them giving our offensive line a little bit more trouble, but we we had the comfort of kind of being in the driver's seat and dictating more. So it took a lot of pressure 
offer our young undeveloped line but the line also being like i'm saying i'm critical of the, a lot more critical of the line than maybe some people but i definitely saw improvement in the course of the game and it's just uh, uh it's the it's, it's a factor from the defense i'm gonna tell you the defensive line helped those guys you know uh improve and tighten their game and be able to face the i mean you got von miller over there in practice he's going to teach you you know um these guys can get after the passer and they can get into the gaps and cause disruptions and so i think our line was a lot prepared this week to face that from the titans line and our line pretty much you know had a a, a good going a good very good showing against a solid d line Whereas, if they can stop Aaron yeah. Donald for touching the quarterback, they can stop just about anybody from touching yeah. their quarterback. You know, so yeah. I mean, again, they don't have two. They ain't got no. They ain't that young. They they mm-hmm. they kind of young, but they ain't that young. They 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 lightly seasoned on one side and pro bowled up on you know the yeah. other side. Where Roger well, you know what really and Dion. Well, it really helps a lot of that. And I'm noticing in this two games, and this third game is going to be really the telltale. They, the flow of how they call in the plays to assist these guys. You know, you have to slide uh, two guys over to cover an Aaron Donald or, or a top rusher or um, someone like that. Yeah, but sure. they also get good chances to double team those guys off the ball to wear down an Aaron Donald. You know what I mean? You know, Aaron Donald can double teaming him off the ball is a lot different than double teaming and Dominican Sue. You know, mm-hmm. somebody like Sue, he's going to be gladly like, yeah, run, try to run double team me <laughs> all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where Aaron Donald is going to be like, hey, I don't really want to have run double team all day. But you pass double team me, it's a different game for Aaron Donald. Whereas you pass double team, uh, and Dominican Sue is like, hey, you're wasting a guy. You know what I mean? So it's just based on who you face each week, but also being able to get these aggressive double blocks up front opposed to passive double blocks and protecting. And so they complement each other so it keeps the defensive line off. So when, when it's happening, it takes the defensive line a second to realize, oh, this is a passing double team opposed to a running double team. You know what I mean? And I think that is what's helped our line right now um, in the game. And, you know, not a lot of pressure on Josh. And when Josh gets the pressure, he steps up and moves away and, and rightfully helps the offensive line <laughs> you know what i mean uh, to your point the, the the defensive line of tennessee i mean they were playing formidable they were stopping our yeah. run game we didn't have much of a run game uh to right. start with and then it was really honestly the, the what won us with the game on offense from the offense's perspective was a josh allen was torturing the, the safeties with his eyes he yeah. was like abusing them making them go every which way except for where they should have been he was torturing them with his eyes, and then Stefan Diggs was just taking advantage of, like we talked about, uh, Roger McCreary. We said we were we were going to see how the young guy looked versus maybe the best wide receiver in the league, and, <laughs> I mean, they didn't show yeah. up. He, he tortured them. So, he and, you know, between Josh and, and – I mean, come on now. 
Come yeah. on, man. We, we really thought Roger McCain. Not at all. He's a first-round pick. pick. Yeah, he got it. He ain't out there on Robert Woods. Can't nobody take that dual room. He and <laughs> ain't nobody take that dual room. You see what he did yesterday. Listen, nah, listen nah. Every, they did nah. all this in three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters. Let's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Three quarters. Yeah, like, yeah. Now, it, it could have been weird than a masterpiece sneaker out there. Hold on. I'm going to tell y'all. I'm going to tell y'all right now. It, it, it's a it's a lot of things that go on, and when you playing football and you realize that they, hey that's a that's a monster team over there that's a good team, in the NFL it is not regular in the regular season to start pulling your starters because you don't put a whoop <laughs> on somebody. This is not college. This is not high school. This is not Pop Warner. It, the, you, you, all of them I just named, that can happen on a regular basis, weekly. But in the NFL, it does not happen when you pull your, when you pull your starters and bring your backups and run. You know the last time that I, I was on a team that that happened? We went to the Super Bowl. Now, we didn't win that Super Bowl. We should have I mean, argued that. But uh, the fact is, once you doing beating people like that, you going to the Super Bowl, guys. I, I experienced, I'm just saying experience. I'm a Bills fan. And, you know, if this wasn't the Bills and I saw that happening, I would tell you. I would say, hey, guys. That team we faced, they pulled their, pulled their starters out on us in the NFL game in the third quarter and gave their team a whole fourth quarter to build up their second group team, get practice when no other team is going to be able to have that experience for any of their players. Y'all in trouble. Oh. Tron Dix had more catches and yards <laughs> in three quarters than they hold receiving group the entire game. dangerous. Y'all get what I'm saying. Right, you know what I mean. The magnitude of 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 putting your second team quarterback in for a whole second half. And now, 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 a good thing for uh, Tennessee, oddly enough, they oddly enough got to play their quarterback out there to see, you know, some real game time stuff. This won't, this won't. As much as people's like, oh, this is like preseason. This on preseason. This not preseason. These guys that will, will played in that fourth quarter, they're going to either can give, make a contribution to the team's winning success this year and or making the team and making the depth of the team the following year. So that this fourth quarter that got played, even we the guys that we played, it was very important that they got that playing time. You don't, you're going to find out how valuable that is as the season goes on injuries such and, and just building your experienced team this was very huge and and very unusual for a regular season uh happening like this yeah the bills did suffer some injuries you know coming out of this ball game obviously um you know dane jackson uh, with the next in injury he was uh taken to an ambulance for precaution uh but great news uh you know no hell of damage 
No yeah. neck injury. No, he he escaped major injury. So Thank right God. now he's just on a day to day basis. He was able to walk out of the hospital. So that it was ugly, but excellent. thank God he did. That's yes, awesome. excellent yeah. news. But um, Ed Oliver is still day to day with his ankle injury. Uh, Jordan Phillips tweaked his hammy while running down the sideline when Matt Malone was scoring this uh, <laughs> pick six. Really? You know, uh, Mitch Morris he nicked uh, up his elbow. Um, uh, Micah Hyde, uh, he had a neck injury, had to go to the tent, didn't return to the football game. So those are some of the things we have to keep a close eye on because it is week three and time is here. And those Miami Dolphins been talking a lot of trash. Swiss the fish. They've been talking a lot of trash from week one. Oh, yeah, after Bills, we want the Bills. Careful what you wish for. I understand. You know, they had the greatest comeback, you know, against the Ravens and yada, yada, yada. Bills is not going to slip up uh, and let a team come back. Absolutely. From 35 point, 35 to 14, especially after they then lost the game in 13 seconds. That is not going to ever happen. They'll let a team come back. If that happened against the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to – McDermott is going to probably want to take himself, remove the head coaching title away from, uh, you know, his name. If that ever was to happen, if his team was up 35 to 14 and they lose that game like that, especially after what they went through, that's not going to happen. So it's a track meet with this Buffalo Bills team. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, You know, they're confident because they got Tyreek Hill and many feel that Tyreek Hill is the Bills kryptonite. So, um they had to go get Tyreek Hill. You know, with the additions of Von Miller and what the Bills drafted, it left the rest of the AFC East scratching their head, like, how in the hell we're going to compete against this? So it was a bit of war between the Jets and the Dolphins for the services of Tyreek Hill. But I mean, if you had the chance to go to New York or Miami plus the bag, you know you're gonna go and go to get the sun and everything else down in oh, Miami. Taxes, taxes. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, all of us saying the taxes. Yeah, exactly. He ain't about yeah. nothing but them taxes. You know. Yes, sir. So you know it, it is. It is here. Week three. Dolphins two and zero. Bills two and zero. Justice. What is your thoughts on this matchup? I mean, come on, man. Listen. Tyreek Hill plus Patrick Mahomes, I might consider that Bill's kryptonite, or at least previous versions of Bill's kryptonite, right? We've never seen, at least not in Buffalo, we've never seen this type of team. To me, this type of team is a Peyton Manning Broncos type of team where with Von Miller originally, where he was dominant off the line and won a Super Bowl MVP. But uh this 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 isn't that. This isn't what you saw in in uh in Baltimore. Now, of course. This, the quarterback situation is a little similar. You got two top five quarterbacks, in my opinion. Joe Burrow is gone. Stop telling me he's a top five quarterback, mm-hmm. okay? Justin Herbert, I don't even think he should be in the top five. But Lamar, I do, okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, first, but Lamar, but Josh Allen is on a completely different planet right now than really anybody. Patrick Mahomes might be the closest one to him, but Josh Allen is just out of his mind. So you, you can't bank on the Bills not scoring any points in the fourth quarter at all and miss your comeback attempt. You can't bank on people just running free down the – I mean, did Tua have 400-plus yards passing? Yes. Was Did he look good? I mean, eh. <laughs> like, you know, he was under-throwing people. Mm-hmm. It was really Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle doing all the heavy lifting. Tua, I could have threw some of the touchdown passes he threw. 
So I, I'm not really banking on that. Not when you have Jordan Poirier or Micah Hyde back there. The last thing Leslie Frazier is going to do is let Tyreek Hill get behind this defense. So you can't really bank on that if 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 you're asking me. And not only that, but are, are we trusting that Tua Tagovailoa could actually go blow for blow with Josh Allen? Because even if you do think Tua could put, put points on his Bills defense, which I don't think he can, at least not as many as Josh could. Josh is going to go out there and treat the Dolphins like he has his last two games. He's, they've scored 75 points against the Dolphins in the last two games. And you got the audacity to chant you want Buffalo? I, I get it. You know, during the drought, I, you know, we were like, oh, you know, we got a couple games. Now we want New England. I understand it. But sometimes you got to be careful what you ask for. I don't think Dolphins fans quite – understand the level of uh of, of just sheer power just sheer like like their the prowess that the bills possess i don't think they know just how good they are i think they you know kind of get oh josh allen is great in the media but when you have to stand across from 17 and you have to stand across from 14 13 might be back next week too and then, if I'm being completely honest, none of the rest of the Bills' weapons even did anything yesterday. Dawson Knox didn't do anything. Jake Kumaro had a couple of good catches. You know, Reggie Gilliam was a beast, of course, but like your Isaiah McKenzie's, your Khalil Shakir, your, you know, some of the main guys, Devin Singletary, Cook, Moss, they didn't do anything. So now you get other guys contributing. It, how do you stop that? The Dolphins have already proved they can't stop it with lesser Bills teams from the past, lesser Bills offenses. And then, and then uh, the defense put a donut on them last year. And, I mean, of course, like I said, you get Tyreek Hill, that is nothing to sneeze at. But it's going to take more than that because you, you're going to need a, a good quarterback to make anything happen in Miami. And I'm not saying Tua can't do it. He just won't be able to do it against the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo is the smoke and wants the smoke. All right. Everybody know that they are the smoke and they want to smoke. Uh, they have to be careful of everyone that they face, regardless of the talent level, because uh, one, it is the NFL, and you know, guys gear up to knock people off in, in this, and they are have a target on their backs now. Bills are a, a team that everyone would like to get a win against because they believe that the Bills are that good. And they are. And the reason why the Bills are that good now is like we were saying earlier, I think they have better upfront line play, uh, defense and offense. Uh, and that, you know, hadn't been the case when they played Miami in the past. You know, Miami had a slight edge on them, probably defensive line-wise, um, in the past. And I don't know about offensive line-wise because they always struggling down there off offensive line-wise in Miami. Um, but, um, you know, Tua's uh, mobility and stuff like that, just like Josh's mobility, helps an uh, uh, ailing line. But um, to Justice, your point, you know, what's going to make it difficult for the Miami Dolphins to continue to have success uh, uh, against, I mean, well, particularly against the Bills, is the fact that the Bills 
will only have to de um, dedicate four guys to put pressure on to um, Vailoa. And Vailoa's um, inexperience as a starting quarterback, is he's years away. Um, we saw, I would say, a, a Josh was like uh, some years ago. I mean, we we believed in Josh that he was going to end up being this type of quarterback that he is today. But early on, he was making some mistakes, like you see Tonga making, not really sure, not really reading the defense all well, and not really being in control of the the, the offense and just throwing the ball, you know, because really I see that's what Valor is doing right now. He's just. You know, you see a guy open, yeah, he could throw it up there to Tyreek Hill because, yeah, Tyreek is fast. And no matter what we do on a defense, all right, Hill's going to get a play or two, all right? We know that. He's going to snag one out there, going to do a one-hand grab or something like that over someone. But it's going to take more than those one big drop bombs to beat the Buffalo Bills for Miami, because uh, this is the discussion we're having right now. And all of our beliefs are based on what happened the last two weeks. It's on the Dolphins to actually beat the Bills, and, the, and it's on the Bills to lose the game. They should win it. You know what I mean? And this is the aspect they should be working on in their personality as a, as a championship team. They should be working on the fact like when we go to a game that we're supposed to win, we win it. I don't care how we do it, which way we do it, who catches the ball. Josh just proved on Monday night that I can go down the field and hit five different receivers, different people catching the ball, and get the ball in the end zone. So we should have no problem each week that we go out there and play. That. Let's just play this game. Let's not have any grandiose expectations. Win the game first because we got the tools to do so. And in the Dolphins, they could beat you if you don't put the pressure on Vailoa. And if Vailoa, with the pressure on him, can pull it off and play like a Josh Allen and throw those big plays like that, we take our hat off to him and say, boy, you just play way better than anybody expected you to play. But we don't, we don't, we're not going in thinking that because you know a guy that young and he hasn't put in that much time and you put pressure on him, you put pressure on Brady, it's tough. Right. And we right. know that he, we ain't, we, you know, we ain't going to be saying facing that. Brady. We ain't going to be saying that after that game. We, we ain't even saying that. We but that's what I'm that. saying. I think he's a good player and everything, Moot. Uh, but but to my point is uh, we all believe and know the Bills should win this game. This isn't a, a discussion. Uh, I mean, there's no need of predicting. I mean, if we all had a table and said, what's your prediction? Man, if you don't predict the Bills, we'll slap you in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what, what kind of sports um, – uh, talk are you trying to do? You doing trying to do conspiracy talk? I'm just I mean, saying, let's just let's just be realistic. I don't see a team that's going to run on them enough to keep the offense off the field. For one, I don't see a team 
passing on this on this guy uh, on this team, uh, in, uh, uh, keeping the drive alive, converting on third downs. The Bills were the best at that last year with 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 improvements and upgrades on this defense. I, I don't see that. That's why you're going to see this Bills is going to. So you're not going to. The, the Bills are going to score points. Whether they're going to score seven points or three points, they are right. going to score points each right. and every single drive. And if your offense don't keep up with that. You're going to have losses like 31 to 10. You're going to have an ass whooping from 41 to 7 yeah. in three quarters. You know, it could be worse for Miami. I mean, each week, it, you, you never know. You know, you just never know. And the Bills are doing this with probably, I'm just going to say it, the, the best defensive rotation in the NFL. Oh, They're too sure. fresh. You know, you got teams playing just a five lineman the entire game, five against eight. That's too many fresh bodies that they yeah, have in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. And that's going to take its toll at some point in a football game. Um, you know, and then, you know, Tennessee, they was dealing with all types of injuries up front as well, too. But let's be realistic. A.J. Espinosa broke two of his ribs last year. So if A.J. did all of that last year, what do you think going to happen to Tua this year? He's only – he's barely six foot. So Leslie Frazier is definitely going to come up with another scheme to – you know, keep them contained. Um, but Mook, stop right there. To the left, even though he's fairly accurate throwing to the right. I did notice that about Tua, but um, he just got. I mean, but go back pressure, to your go back like said before. Go back to your uh, what you just said right there. Justice isn't it right. It, the the scheme is really easy for them right now. They got four guys up front or five guys in that D line rotate rotation that they can use to stay effective at breaking that line down and putting Seven, pressure on Sewer. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so 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 Tua is it, really. You know, Leslie's got in my am I looking at it the right way or the wrong way? I actually think he got an easy job. You know what I mean? I really think the in job terms of is what to though? Be, Elaborate on that. To be able to call your defense knowing that I can get pressure and disruption oh, just okay. with my line. Just okay. with my line. All <laughs> I could call, whatever I want, man zone, whatever. And if just in case it gets tough, I might have to bring a guy down. But well, mainly, you, you know I can make that disruption you, up front. You know front. how long they've been waiting to find the right four for that? They tried oh, to well, yeah. They and Vaughn caps that off. They good now. Yeah, that, that was the they whole drafted ingredient. They missed the finding the right four that can mm -hmm. dictate the game. Because that's what uh, Coach Frazier and Coach McDermott defense really is. Uh, cover yeah. for his own where it relies on your front four to create the habit. And if that happens, it's going to be super-duper tough for our offense to withstand. And they finally got it right. I mean, they finally got it right in more ways than one because if one guy goes down, they don't miss a beat. You, let's keep in mind, Tim Settle didn't play in this game. Ed All Oliver right. didn't play in this game. Von Miller didn't even get a sack in this game. And they still went out there and created four turnovers held Derrick Henry uh, to 25 rushing yards. I don't know if that's a career low or not. Uh, and, you know, barely, you know, Tannehill barely threw for, uh, you know, uh, 
whatever. He I think it was a. I think it was a career low for Derrick Henry uh, in that I'm game. Pretty sure it was. I'm pretty you sure. You know, and and you saw something pretty cool. You saw Von Miller make a tackle for loss on the, in the running game, which you know dispels the rumor that he's just uh, you know Practice just a pass rush sure. guy. You know, because he definitely right. affects affects the run game big time because it's hard to get out there on the edge with a guy that can get up the field the way he does. And, and he's elusive at being blocked in space. It makes it very hard for a defensive end. I mean, well, it's already tough for a tackle to run in space mm -hmm. and get one-on-one -on -one and, and block him in the run game when he's out there on the edge. But not only is it tough for an offensive line who specializes in it, but a tight end. You know, a lot of times they had a tight end over top of him that they help, you know, try to set the edge, and he could easily just whip around them he, guys. He got through a couple of double trouble. teams last night. Yeah, that was the one I'm talking about when he made the tackle for loss on, on there. That's yeah. that's the type of stuff that is, is huge because that's one player on the line making a disruption. It's not – a stunt or a dog with the linebacker coming down and, and the line looping over and that. That's just one guy up front, beat two guys yeah. in the backfield. All right, Leslie Frazier, how good are you as a how how good you are you as a play caller? Did you call out? <laughs> Did Leslie I call say, that? <laughs> I think we I Absolutely. think we do have to give credit though to Mick Frazier, like McDermott and Frazier both because yeah. they absolutely preach fundamentals. And oh. you, if you get good guys to come in and play fundamental football, you see results like what we have seen, you know, over the, the maturation of this, this football team in the last couple of years. But I think the Dolphins' main problem is, you you alluded to it, Rube, uh, they can't run the football. And you're mm -hmm. not going to create opportunities for Tua to be able to play action, get guys in space, pull linebackers, make the safeties think twice about, you know what I mean? You're not going to be able to do that if you can't run the football. So, if the Bills are stopping the Dolphins' run game, you're going to have Tua dropping back to pass with, with the defensive lineman having their ears pinned back knowing this is a passing mm -hmm. down because, like Mook said, you're, the Bills are going to score at virtually every drive, whether it's three, seven, whatever, they're going yeah. to score. So you have to put points on the board. And then once you're down by 10 and 14 or whatever, you no longer can run the ball. And now the airs are pinned back the rest of the game. Now you're in a hole, and that's how teams get blown out. So I, I just don't see how the Dolphins can come up with a formula to beat that specific entity right there. Yeah, well, you know, I, I tell you, we'll, we'll see. And I, I'm always cautious going into games because uh, there's a hidden factor that uh, no one can ever measure. And it's like these factors of momentum and, and success. You know, for a team that's been struggling to see just a little bit of success, it can spark them big time. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I I heard uh, a guy talk about this about for the Steelers the year that Jerome Bettison won the Super Bowl. You know, that team wasn't that good, and they said they had a game against the Chicago Bears where Brian Erlacher, I mean, uh, came up to tackle Jerome Bettis, and Jerome made the uh, fourth down play. And from that, it motivated that team to improve, and they went on and won the Super Bowl. So it, it can happen to the most unlikely teams. But the way you squash that up, 
is stop Jerome Bettis before he get going. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah, stop him before he get going. Now, that's what the, the focus of the uh, bill should be because what uh, Valoa and the Dolphins have right now is momentum because of that comeback win, guys. Mm-hmm. It's a very dangerous thing what they just did. And it's dangerous for the Bills. That's why the Bills should not have any type of complacency. They should have a stinger out and some type of hunger and anger and say, I put a blindfold on and say, I don't care who is standing in front of me. I'm knocking somebody the hell out. All right. If they start looking, oh, that's the Dolphins. Oh, that's Tunga. We got the. No, those guys mm-hmm. just came mm-hmm. from how many points down? No, a week this, ago, this, this it, how many points move, they come from? Come from that? It, it's, it's dangerous, it's though. Personal, it's way personal than that. It's Tyreek Hill is on that team. They want to. Be well, him. we we they already. Him. They it's a built-in squish the fish week. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's already built-in squish the fish week. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah, know, Miami. If that Tyreek didn't even have to right. show up, we was already wondering what with Miami had. Right. But on top of the, I do what you know mean. I do know what you mean about the competition thing between the players and the Bills and the competition between Tyreek. Uh, but, you know, they can't get snowed by Tyreek. That's a that's a Tyreek snow job trying to get you to fall for the okey-doke banana mm-hmm. in the tailpipe and he'll be scooting on past you. Eep, beep, I'm gone. No, we playing today. We're not playing last game. We're not playing the time you – yeah, you did run past that. Like, let's see you do it at the end of the day. Right. And, we're not, yeah, and you're not just going to get it. We're not just going to give it to you. You're going to have to jump up over top of me and take that mug. So We're going to see. We're going to see if, if, if Tyreek Hill brings some of those Kansas City plays this week, you know, to Miami on how they were able to find some successes. And um, One thing I'm going to definitely talk to Coach Frazier about is – um, uh, shallow crosses and mesh concepts because mm. that's is kind of like the Bills kryptonite last year it was uh, you saw a little bit uh, Monday night when Traylon Burks were able to convert a first down on third and 16 and I think he mm-hmm. then they got about like 20 yards you know what I mean just running under under across around underneath everybody so um, that's going to be something to look out for in this Miami Dolphins team because again Tool has to get the ball out of his hands quick. Uh, he's not going to have time to let uh, a route develop if it's got to be down the field too long because the pressure is definitely going to be coming. So, um, you know, yeah, that's what I look for them to, to do, like shallow crosses. Don't forget, they do have Mike Jacecki as, as well, Jalen Waddle. So um, they're going to have to do something real quick to keep the Bills second-guessing and keep them to, make, them, make them to play honest. And, I'm going to tell you, I saw I, I tell you something real quick, and Mo, you know this, and, and Justice, you're a young kid, you know what I mean, compared to an old guy like myself, uh, football-wise. <laughs> now, with Tamuki talking about them crossing patterns and those that in, in the middle of the field uh, of the NFL that actually exists today, it's a different game than before. So in my day and before me, in order to defend and quit uh, <laughs> receivers and, and teams for passing in the middle of that air, field area, um, 
there was a guy named Ronnie Lott that roamed through there and all of these safeties that would pretty much rip your head off. If you attempted to try and stick your hand out and catch a ball in the Ball middle savers. of the there you go. So all right, you, you you're you're educated, you you understand yes, that yes, the game is different and they are allowed to <laughs> I, I I wish we had more time and I could go over we actually saw an incidence of this in the in the commentators uh, commented how there was a pass that China Hill made in the middle of the field and the DB came up and really just tackled and held up the receiver from catching the ball. In the old days, they would have tried to separate that guy from them. But it was like a, receivers would go back and yell at a quarterback. If you they threw that ball in the middle of that field where those, those these safeties was coming down and coming and clear your head off, there will be fights in the locker room over that right <laughs> now it'd be a fight if he didn't throw it there you see the difference was happening so mm -hmm. it's a little difficult for a defensive coordinator and dbs to defend those routes now and it's simple it's number one it was good and it's safe what they're talking about those vicious hits you know they really hurt guys and you know it's really unsafe but you know, no one would catch the ball <laughs> through the middle of the field. But now they do. And what do you do as a as a DB and a coordinator to cut that down? Because, I mean, it's really tough, man. It's really it's really tough because they have a freedom to go up and get the ball and come down with it. And you you pretty much got to just stand back there and wait for them to catch it and then tackle them so much. Well, to well a if the Bills got to apply pressure. That's what it's going to be. Pressure bust pipes. And if the Bills can rattle to it or, you know, get them off this mark, then, you know, it's going to be a long day for them. And I know for a fact that's just what it's going to be because we all know this game was one up front. And, again, I don't see Miami offensive line putting the clamps on this Bills defensive line at all. No, no they ain't got it. We have to see. We have to see now because Tim Settle hurt. Uh, Jordan Phillips is hurt. Ed Oliver is hurt. So that's 3D tackles uh, that's hurt. But they still have Brandon Bryant. Uh, you know, um, they still got uh, Daquan Jones. So, you know, we just have to see, you know, how that how that's going to spell our boogie bash. We can play inside as well. Um, you know, the Bills have a lot of quality depth pieces up front. But, you know, before we slide over, um, you know, let's just get into some quick grades real quick. How are we going to grade, uh, you know, uh, these three categories and our unit of the game? Um, so offensive side, I mean, come on, we got to give them nothing. But a grand old A plus. Uh, Josh Allen was efficient, 26 for 38. 317 yards and four touchdowns, Josh Allen. Are we doing um, group grades or individual grades? Uh, offense. I'm doing offense, defense, special. No, no, I mean like us three. Uh, Yeah. Individual yeah, grades? I mean, you know, yeah, I you mean, give right? one and I give one. Okay. I give yeah, for the I'm same thing. I do offense, I guess, you know, since I'm talking about it right now. right? That's what y'all guys meant about that? No, no, like, do we no, all no. grade the offense? All, all of us get to grade the offense. All of us get yes. to grade the yes. defense. Yes. All of us yes. get yes. to grade yes. the special gets teams. Grade. Everybody gets their grade. Everybody yeah. gets their grade. So I would get A-plus to the offense. Um, you know, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to say A-plus because 
it wasn't a, it wasn't enough balance for me, even though the bills. Oh, did you a hard teacher, Mook. You a hard teacher, man. They did a mass. They did a mass hundred yards on the ground, though. But there was teacher. nobody that stood out in the running game that really dictated that. It was a collective effort. So I want to say B plus. I'm gonna give him a B plus for that. Mm -hmm. B plus All on right. offense and so. All right. All right. And what about special teams? Special teams, I'm going to give special teams uh, a A. Uh, I think All they right. flipped the field pretty good. Uh, uh, Sam Martin, first two punts or muffs, and, you know, the Bills were able to, you know, get yeah. one out of the two, um, you know, which led to points. So uh, special teams was good. Uh, I think Tyler Bass, he kicked two, he, he he kicked two field goals. Uh so that's you know, a, a B no plus. They didn't get any returns at all, you know. That's so. a B plus or, or, or A. That's an A. I'm giving a special right. you got you got an A plus on an A on offense, an A on special teams, defense get with. Defense gotta get an A plus. I mean, you know, they created oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. four turnovers, you got pick okay. sixes, you got, you know, I mean, guys out there just flying around. So defense definitely an A plus. Now out of all the groups, what's the standout? For the game. Or the unit of the game. The unit of the game, my unit of the game, I'm going to give it to the linebackers, man. I mean. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm the linebackers. Uh, yeah, got to be the linebackers. Balling. Everybody gave them the most flack because they get the most flack, Ruben. They talk yeah, about they got a lot Tremaine of Tremaine They talk about Matt Milano can't check nobody. We know some yeah. people that he, he struggles with. We get that. Uh, they wanted to see more flash plays out of Tremaine Edmonds. They got that. You got what about that tackle Milano had on Malik Willis? Backs, right. Yeah, hey, Matt Milano with the pick six. So unit of the game that definitely had him probably you know show more impact on the defensive side. I'm gonna give it to that. Um, right, I'm gonna right. give it to that linebacker. Uh, All right, Justice, you up, man? With offense, defense, special right. team. So for me, Jay Z is my favorite rapper, right? And of course, I could say every single Jay Z album is an A plus, but at a certain right. point, you gotta grade them based on themselves. You know what I mean? Is right. this better than your best work? You know what I'm saying? Where is this right? So if I'm just an NFL fan and I'm saying how well did the Bills offense do, I'm giving them an A+. plus. But I've seen what this offense can do at its peak, you know, mm -hmm. like the IE, the Patriots game and the Chiefs game. So I'm going to give them a B for that reason. I was going to say B+, plus, but you took my A. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say a B for that reason. Uh, there were a couple of missed opportunities. Um, but I mean, you really can't ask for more. You know what I mean? I, I, that is just like nitpicking at that point, right? Um, so for defense, uh, you got I gotta go a a plus there. Uh, you know, you have maybe the most monstrous run running back in history. Uh, that guy is an absolute tank, and they mm -hmm. held him to basically nothing essentially in the grand scheme of things. Uh, the excuse me, a secondary. You know, you got young guys, and then the one. I don't even know if I would consider Dane Jackson a veteran yet, but the one guy with experience you do have, he then takes a, a, a it looked like a brutal injury. Uh, thank goodness he's okay. Hopefully mm -hmm. he, he can come back soon. Uh, but when you, then you lose him and you still continue to perform like the number yeah. one secondary in the NFL. Uh, you know, I got to give kudos to that and special teams again. Uh, I'm with coach there. Uh, a, um, you know, the, you know, that, that weird guy, number eight, whoever he was when he came onto the field, you know, they got them the, the muff punts and, um, you know, holds were good kicks, you know, he made a uh, Tyler Bass made every kick uh, um, coverage on special teams was good. 
I was I was very satisfied. Uh, so it w- was just crazy because the offense put up what forty? No, not forty one. Uh, Thirty four points, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and they they getting a B. That that really tells you just how good this Bills team is and yeah. how good they can be going forward. And um, my my unit of the game, I'm gonna go with the secondary. I'm gonna go with the young corners yeah. because I was really impressed with the way they perform. I was really impressed with the way they reacting you know with the way they are reacting to you know a bit of in- adversity you know you lose your star corner the the number one guy maybe one of the best cornerbacks in the league and then also you lose the number two guy who who came in and performed like a a, a legitimate number two uh even last year when we lost Tr- Tredavious White and they still performed well so I'm gonna go with you know my guy Christian Benford of course and and Kyrie Elam I'm gonna give uh the secondary the unit of the game all right, oh, linebackers are great. Linebackers, linebackers are good. Linebackers are good. Uh, yeah, man, this is a tough one for me to actually grade, guys, because you know, um, you know, it, it was just a blowout game, and to be uh, too critical is it, not fair. You know, a win is a win, so uh, I definitely would get an offense in the A. Uh, and the reason why I give them a not any particular uh, play, I would say, because we've come to expect that the offense is good. Josh is good. The receivers catch the ball when it comes to them. Uh, Diggs makes uh, outstanding plays and he gets one on one opportunities. So but I, I really give them the A because every time they touch the ball or their ball was given to them either on a turnover or something like that. They made something positive happen for the team overall. Uh, so that's why I give them the A. And that's probably one of the un- most uh, underrated things that an offense can do. Uh, you hear sometimes offensive coordinators or coaches tell quarterbacks, hey, just in with uh, us kicking the ball at the end of the day. Uh, you know, that means we're either kicking a field goal or, or we're kicking an extra point or we're punting the ball away. So uh, the Bills did that uh, all day on offense. So that's why I give them the A. Then over on defense, you know, I give them an A also uh, because of the fact the A comes in with – the turnovers, you know, the takeaways. Um, you can say A plus because, you know, a lot of the defensive coaches that I've always been around, it's like it's one thing to get a sack. It's a one thing to intercept the ball, but it's a whole nother ball game when you take it away and then you turn and put points on the board. Right. You know, so it, no matter at what stage of the game that that comes, when a defense does that, that is definitely an A plus, and you know uh, I can sit here and talk about the great play of the four guys, the defensive line up front, which made it difficult for uh, the Titans to operate. And I think that group would, I would say, is the one that I choose to, as a standout because you guys already, you know, pointed out how important the linebackers play during the game, and that's on defense. And then over on. Um, special teams i would just say uh we we definitely got to say like a c plus b you know and i say that uh, we'll we'll be talking about a muff punt in in the in the whole process 
all right so that so that happens but other than that you think about the fact that the buffalo bills have not punted the ball quite a bit at hardly at all this year and that also means they probably spent more time kicking the ball off and doing those things than covering punts and, and, and punt protecting and things like that so that's where they get it down a grade uh but they've been able to be successful at it uh, the kicking game as far as actually kicking the ball through field goal and everything has been outstanding. So that brings them back up in, in a grade. Uh, but what really stood out for them is uh, the area they probably hadn't had that much experience on was the, uh, the portion that was very beneficial to them because on their special teams, they were able to recover uh, the ball. You know, just on on the tenacity of the coverage that was out there to cause these things to happen. So um, special teams look really good. And what did I say? I gave them a, like a, a C plus or so C plus or something like that. Um, it just got to work on a few other things, special teams wise. But that's what I see on them. You, uh, I'll say this real quick, and then I'll let you get to it. If Gabe Davis started this game, it would have been way worse than even what it was mm, because mm. Khalil Shakir was out there a couple of times and he wasn't quite sure of what to do on a few plays, yeah. especially the fourth and one. Khalil Shakir kind of ruined the play uh, where Josh, you know, tried to throw it right. and accept it. Khalil Shakir, like he was on the wrong side of the offense to begin the play. Josh is like telling him to go to the other side. The clock is winding down. Josh is trying to get the ball. Yeah. Here isn't aware of what's going on. And uh, who was it? Kevin Byard, I believe. Byard, came yeah. in, cut, split him, even though he was supposed to crack down on him. And, um, you know, he, he yeah. got to Josh there. So if Gabe is playing this game, it would have been even worse than what it was. So, yeah. Yeah. You're right on that. That's just what we're going to, we're going to keep everybody posted on the day to day, you know what I mean? About bills and dolphins, but you know, the mm-hmm. dolphins been, been asking for it for a couple of weeks. Now they got it. It is here. So, uh, you know, we definitely going to be talking about this, uh, you know, come Thursday, you know what I mean? With, you know, I guess maybe we can get the biscuit on, maybe we can get Richmond Webb to come. Yeah. Yeah. There. We're going to hit you know I mean? for one of them to come through. Yeah. Definitely. It'd be good. Definitely. You know, so we're going to have some great song bites, uh, you know what I mean? From players and coaches, uh, you know, uh, leading up to, uh, you know, Thursday's show, uh, leading all the way up to, uh, you know, Sunday's matchup. Uh, you know, before we go, um, we definitely would like to uh, say congratulations to our host, Ruben Brown, uh, you know, our, our nine-time Pro Bowler uh, on uh, his uh, first nomination in the Hall of Fame, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for 2023. Hey, man, that's what's up, you know. Uh, hey, you know, I, what's funny about this, guys, is, you know, I've been nominated a few times for the Hall of Fame already, you know. And I, being a lineman, people don't know this. You know, we way down on the list, but you know, the, mm-hmm. your family members and stuff like that know, and they get all happy and everything. Uh, and people ask me questions about this all the time. And every every football player would love to be in the Hall of Fame. Anybody mm-hmm. that say they they don't, that you know, that's not a person telling you the truth. 
All right. We all want to be in the Hall of Fame. We all be happy. Yeah, we all be happy to be in the Hall of Fame. But I want to tell you something. I may never ever be in the Hall of Fame, and that's okay with me. Uh, I have been blessed with something probably 10 times, maybe 100 times more valuable. I got friends that are in the Hall of Fame and people that are well-known for playing football and well-respected. And all of those guys always call me and say really awesome things about my playing days. So, Mm -hmm. you know, this is just like icing on the cake, I would say, because when you sitting at home and you get a text message from Patty Thomas, Thurman Thomas's wife, to say, Hey, congratulations on, I'm like, I'm already, you, you already won. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't need, I don't need the jacket. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I kind of already got it because Thurman's wife called me to say thank you. So y'all get what I'm saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, so I'm very proud about it. I'm happy about it. And, you know, hey, you know, I'm a lineman. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> we ain't got no stats, you know. <laughs> but uh, but I do have a friend at Thurman Thomas, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Jim Kelly. list goes on and on. And that's probably way more valuable than anything else. Steve Tasker has similar Steve, There you go. There you go. My dog, <laughs> my teammate. You know, what I mean? that, before before we get out of here, Rube, do you think that pancake should be an official stat? Yes, now that they got the video that they can uh, tally those jokers up, man, because I, I cleaned up. I'm telling you, and I try to tell people, I try to tell people, then they turn around like, no, nah, we don't know. I'm like, yeah, that's right. My film was in black and white. So, <laughs> you know, so, but. Yeah, yeah, I think they should. It, they might as well. They can do analytics on a lot of other things. No doubt. So, yeah, we need to push that. Or, you know, we'll keep their own stats. And, you know, we can, you know, begin a segment of uh, Ruben's, uh, you know, all yeah. IHOP team or IHOP players go. of the week. You know what I mean? There you go. Pancakes, mm. stacks of cakes. <laughs> stacks of cakes. Yeah. No doubt. So, hey, everybody. I, I appreciate like it, fellas. I like everybody for tuning in. I want to spend this first special shout outs to, you know, all the people that I've encountered over the weekend from Bill's Mafia, the fan base, the Pancho's Army, um, you know, the, to, to Bill's Mafia Babes, uh, to my boy Jim Miller, my guy uh, uh, Jay Spence from Buffalo Rumblings. Um, you know, the karaoke was 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 awesome at the Heights. Croon Photos, uh, Alyssa Light Milano. Uh, my girl Ashley Petty, uh, Stevie Johnson and the crew, uh, uh, Barbecue Freddy's, uh, Pam. Everybody. Everybody was there. Was the awesome. Buffalo family. No, man, it was amazing. It was. And all the way up to uh, game day, NFL Live was in the building. So you yeah, know, it was yeah. just a great, great, great atmosphere during the course of the weekend. I appreciate all of that. You know what I mean? So with that being said, y'all got some shout outs because, you know, we had a great weekend. All good, man. Tell a friend, tell a friend. That's all I can say. I, I want to shout out everybody who came and partied with me uh, this weekend as well. I no lie, I felt like a, a mini celebrity. It was completely <laughs> off of my people. Were like, I love your videos. It's just, it was amazing. That's uh, party, partying with Bill's Mafia is is, is it, it really changed my life. This has been the best weekend <laughs> of my life. Yeah, no lie, the best weekend of my life from Friday 
to Monday night, it, the whole thing was absolutely incredible into Tuesday morning, really. Whole thing was incredible. Shout out to everybody. Uh, yeah, man. And, and uh, shout out to you guys as well. Obviously, you, you know, nominated for the Hall of Fame and Coach Mook out there, uh, you know, during the game when partying with us. It was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. One love. My boy Rush, my boy Rush, my boy Rory, and girl Eb, you know what I mean, we ran into Eb finally the, yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, you know, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. But uh, absolutely, we'll absolutely. definitely, we'll definitely see you guys on Thursday uh, to talk more Believe in Bills on Sirius XM here on Power 96.5, uh, brought to you by Bet Online. You know, and uh, we'll be back with uh, some surprise guests. So, Nick, check out the uh, fan base. Check your local listings on all our podcasts on the Fan Base Network for Ruben Brown, for Justice General, I'm Mookie Hawkins. And all I got to say, do you believe? Squish the fish, go Bill. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.